five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about B2B today. And, uh, of course, some other things, as always, you know. But first, let's start with something crazy. Uh, you're alone in the wilderness, okay? And uh, this is about a show we'll talk about in a second. No camera crew, no safety crew. There's something out there in the darkness, and they're trying to focus on it and zoom in. And great outdoors. You can't beat it. Alone, coming in August. Turn off your phone. Now, that's the joke of the whole thing, okay? Supposedly, well, let's get over to the... Let's get over to the uh, PDF about it. Um, supposedly, we've got this show, Fear the Wilderness, okay? Hannah Baller from the drum brings us this story. Um, it's a cinematic thing about, you know, you're in there and all of a sudden a bear's eyes flickering in the darkness. Now, I didn't see any bear and I watched it three times so far. Um, it's awoken by a mobile phone ring. So the premise of it is uh, the outdoors can defeat humans. You can eat the wrong berries. You can get bitten to death by bugs. Um, and there's going to be radio spots and teasers and stuff. Uh, YouTube creators are going to be recruited to spend a night in the woods. A night, just a night. Uh, well, that might be to create the content, but 11 contestants get dropped in the Canadian wilderness with no film crew or support team. Yeah, but if, you know, I remember I went up to Dryden in Canada and I told my wife, you know, I won't have any cell service because this is well into Canada, which it is way, you know, it's, I don't know, a couple of hundred miles north of, of the border and, um, pretty good fishing. Not that much better than in my lake where I don't really fish. Not worth the drive. But anyway, I went with some friends and it was fun. We had a lot of fun. And I get up there and I get a roaming signal. It's not not no cell phone. It's just, you know, in those days it was expensive cell phone. So, uh, but, but in this case, they're supposedly in the wilderness and the cell phone goes rings, you know. I don't think they have Wi-Fi. Maybe they have that Starlink, uh, which would be a, a way to. But you know, if you've got if you've got Starlink or you've got phone service, you're not really out in the outdoors in the middle of nowhere, right? In fact, I just watched uh, a sailing channel on YouTube go across the Atlantic, and they had Starlink, and they uploaded episodes every day. And uh, some of them now, one of uh, another channel was live streaming from the middle of the Pacific Ocean when they crossed the equator. Uh, they have the Mariner package, so they pay they pay extra for that. I think both of them had the Mariner package. Um, but the point is, is that and, and, you know, when they asked him what was different about this crossing, they said, well, normally. <clears throat> we read books or we play guitar we do something disconnected from the internet but now even the middle of the ocean has internet and they didn't exactly you know they said it there's a there's a benefit to disconnecting to unplugging and now you literally can't unplug no matter how remote 
I'm sure there are some places where that doesn't work, but no matter how remote you are. So anyway, um, yes, the wilderness can kill you, but if you've got your cell phone, uh, help is around. Okay, now, I had some trouble uploading. This was all marked up nicely. Is it time to change the channel? Oops, I was going to go back. First, I'm going to go over to Ritson. Okay, this is Mark Ritson. You know, I'm a big fan of Ritson. And uh, usually his click his titles are a little bit clickbait and oftentimes whatever he sounds like he's saying at the beginning is changed by the end but he doesn't in this one in this one it's all the same tune he sings throughout the whole article x twitter's rebrand x is a mistake okay he said that the twitter brand name was valued at 4.4 billion quid by brand finance last year, you know, and I don't know how they do that, but it's relative to other brands. Um, so you could have sold the, the Twitter brand for more, but for a lot more, almost 10 times more than Musk paid for it. I think he only paid 50 million or something, which is, you know, a new house for him or something. So Twitter's brand is worth significantly more than its annual revenues. And uh, now he rebranded to X and so uh, Ritson claims that when you have a, a phone with a bunch of apps all over the place you're you're as you're as visually competitive as any grocery store shelf I'm not sure that's true because I mean I don't look at my phone and then decide where I'm going with it I decide where I'm going and then pull out my phone, right? If I do it any other way, I get distracted and 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 <laughs> I don't even accomplish my objectives. And I think, what am I doing with my phone in my hand? Uh, okay, the the new name is bad because X is used by a plethora of other users. SpaceX is one, of course. Um, and it has some negative and dark connotations. It's weird to say, I'm going to X about it, which is a verb, or I've seen an X from Dave, which is a noun, or I'm reading on X. I'm on X reading about it, yes. And and I think he's probably going to use that as a, a main domain and then attach subdomains to it. I personally like the shorter the name, the better. Because I do type some URLs, and it's nice to be able to type X, hit enter, and away you go for me. But I'm a, I'm a Luddite, I suppose. And so why do I like this? I don't know. That's, I guess, why. Um, I never thought Twitter was that great a name anyway. It's not. It, it may have been when it first started, but it, it certainly became a lot more than it, than it, than it, uh, it was intended, I think. Anyway, who knows what will happen. I, I think Ritson's usually right about everything, but I'm not ready to go all in with him right now. So is it time to change the channel on B2B marketing? Uh, and this was rang a bell from Bob Bly. When I started out in industrial marketing in the late 70s, both the sales channel or funnel and the tools were very simple. Okay, very simple. We created a trade journal print ad offering a free color brochure. We mailed the brochure to prospects who requested it, and then a sales rep followed up to make the sale. And when I got involved, which is exactly what was going on, although oftentimes 
uh, I was in a distributing company and the manufacturer would do the ads and then they would in the in the trade magazine which you got if you were an engineer or something machine engineering news or something like that and uh, there would be a postcard inside and you could circle all the numbers it's called a bingo card you could circle all the numbers of information you wanted as you paged through the the magazine and then you just pop that in the in the uh, in the post and the brochures would come to you but if you talk to the salespeople and then what would happen is the the manufacturer would get those leads from the magazine and say here's the name and address of this person who requested your information and then we'd get you know we get printouts pages of of leads from the manufacturer who divvied them up by by state or territory or whatever then those would go to the salesman and if you ever went on a call with the salesman I was the inside sales they would have a trunk full of these leads that they hadn't really looked at and if you asked them about it they would say well uh, they're no good and you say what do you mean well I called 10 of them and only one of them was really a, a product buyer the rest of them were either competitors or salespeople or kids collecting brochures for a science project or something and that was true about ten, one in ten was worth following up with the sales force so later when I started working with Vic Hunter um, we came up with a system for integrated marketing where we added print added a catalog and managed the territory but one of the things that we did to to manage acquisition was we would take those leads and give them to an outbound telesales staff and we would have them call and guess what about one in ten was worth following up with the sales force right now some of them were worth following up later and some of them were never going to be worth it and they just you know killed them but we did keep track of the source of the leads you know which which manufacturer or whatever uh, sent sent which leads and we also kept track of how they were qualified by the by the phone rep and so the phone rep was given a, basically a random selection of leads and and some reps would be too eager to send them to the sales force and some reps would be too reluctant to send them to the sales force and wanted to keep following up with them and by cross-pollinating and looking at the close rates we could tell which tell which telesales people needed which coaching and also because it was a random layer in the middle we could also see that um, the salespeople that were given a leads were given so many a leads that some of them were better at, at closing than others um, some of them had a dismal percentage and some of them had a great percentage but they were all randomly scored the same uh, and so over time we had a very very good metric which you know in in general isn't considered today but that's because we had a direct marketing background on this and um, and so we learned that you know you can test you can test with leads uh, and most of that is is gone today I think some of it would make a lot of sense um, veteran copywriter Steve Sean White uh, Sloan White says recently I've been doing informal surveys of b2b buyers who are under 30 which isn't that uncommon and asked him about their buying journey so this is buyers this is not some ad company or or martech company telling you how the buyer journey works and they said for a product 
we do Google, we search Google, we visit the product description page, read online reviews, and then maybe talk to a sales rep. For a professional service, we search LinkedIn, read a few posts of the prospective service provider, visit their website, and then set up a call or meeting. Yeah, and, you know, I get that a lot, right? Um, when I asked about email, for getting to know the company and the professional, staying in touch, getting special offers, products, service updates, they say they prefer social media. And I have to say, I prefer social media. If you want to get something done and you have a lot of connections, then you send them a little tickle on LinkedIn and it works really well. And I get mm, 500 emails a day, something like that, which I scan and may actually see your email, but may not. I actually scan them twice most of the time. Not always, but most of the time. I still miss a few. That's the scary part. For uh, Ray sent me a meeting invite uh, because we had a nice meeting yesterday and um, with a big mailer. And I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the link to get to Teams. And it was because her new email was a different. It didn't, had, didn't include her first name or, or what everyone calls her. <laughs> So I, I, it just it might as well have been invisible, right? And that's part of the problem with email, especially business email, right? You change companies, and I've lost you. If you don't keep in touch, you're gone. But on LinkedIn, you might we might still stay in touch. He said he found that younger B2B buyers have a growing dislike for email. Also noticed the growing minority of B2B marketers. Some are using SMS texting. I hate that. I use that for family emergencies, okay, if you want to know. Uh, if you do that to me, I may block you and will certainly not like you very much. Okay. Um, social media, defying my predictions to the contrary, has become the go-to Marcom channel with LinkedIn leading the list. So I thank you for all of my... All of you who've connected with me, it's been a pleasure. I try to always engage. It's a, a great way to keep in touch independent of where you're working at the moment, right? So B2B marketers are, the, the, the top channels are social media, websites, blogs. Yes, and they still also say email. Now, I would say, you know, we're having success repeatedly, regularly with business-to-business -business mail, but it's tricky, okay? According to an article in ANA Business Smart Brief, 70% of companies surveyed plan to increase their marketing budgets this year. 56% are spending that on social media versus only 40% on paid search. So there seems to be some movement away from just paid search. Although if you're selling a product up here, even in B2B, it says first they start with a search. Okay. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you need a pro need paid search, right? Okay, so um, in the 20th century, after the prospect requested a product brochure, marketing handed off the lead to a sales team or qualified, right? Then provided whatever information the prospect wanted to know. Today, content-rich B2B websites, the prospect can get a lot further along with his product search on his own before speaking to a sales rep, you know, and most of the office supplies and computer supplies and things, I, I do that all on my own. Um, so, and some, you can place, you know, some B2B e-commerce means you can place it online. Bottom line, a lot of tools, 
A lot of omni-channel makes it more complex and challenging than ever. Um, Bob has always been, I considered him a B2B direct mail copywriter, uh, so he has those skills. I'm a little I'm a little disappointed that he didn't mention mail. Mail is a great laboratory to find out what your market is is after. And as you know, we talk about mail to, on this show every day. And But on social media, we're getting an average of 800 impressions uh, or whatever they call them. I think they call them impressions per day on the show. So if you're interested in reaching a business audience, you may want to uh, get in touch. John at WDMA.org. And we would love to have you sponsor a show or two along the way and see if anything happens. <laughs> like and repost. We're getting a lot of reposts, and that's exciting. What a great way to support uh, our daily show without having to spend any money. <laughs> so thank you for the reposts and the likes. Have a great day. Bye-bye.